Welcome back, Giants fans. The head coaching search is finally over. Brian Dable is the next head coach of the New York Giants, which is not much of a surprise. There was a bit of a scare a couple days ago because the Miami Dolphins rumored to be the favorites to get Brian Dable. I was a little nervous about that, not going to lie, because the other alternatives were not really that great to me. I mean, yes, Brian Flores is a winning coach. He's a good coach. It didn't feel like it was right for the Giants, though. Dan Quinn... I would not have been too fond of it. He went back to Dallas, might get an extension there, so that's good. Go ahead. But there were a couple wild card candidates, you know, Patrick Graham being one of them. He got an interview. The uh, Anna Rumo guy, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, didn't seem like a realistic possibility. But Brian Dable was the one guy out of the six candidates that was the offensive-minded uh, head coach. And I'm very happy the Giants did this for this reason, because... It seems like right now Daniel Jones is most likely going to be the quarterback next year, but we're not 100% sure. So there's three options. Either one, Daniel Jones is back next year. He needs support around him. He, he needs a good system, and Brian Dable will give him that. The number two option is that the Giants surprisingly draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft at five or seven and make that their guy. Most likely number five. You're probably not going to wait till seven. But number three being wait to draft a quarterback in the first round in 2023's draft, which is, you know, two drafts from now. So... Either way, the Giants needed to get the quarterback position figured out, whether it was Daniel Jones or a young player in the first round from one of the next two draft classes. So to me, getting an offensive-minded head coach like a Brian Dable with the resume he's had with the Buffalo Bills for the past few years, he's been there since 2018, it really excites me. And I, I don't really think Daniel Jones has... Josh Allen upside. I think most of us know that. But if Daniel Jones is going to save his career, revive his career, this was the right head coach to do it with him. I think Brian Dable, the type of route concepts he does, the way he can send guys in motion, make the quarterback's life easier, it's going to give Daniel Jones the best opportunity probably in his career to succeed. We saw what he did with Pat Shermer in 2019. Yes, there were way too many turnovers. We get that. But Daniel Daniel Jones showed enough positives in his first year to be like, all right, maybe we have something here. So the Giants, of course, you know, they fire, um, they fire Shermer, they hire Jason Garrett, Joe Judge, they make Daniel Jones into this ultra-conservative quarterback. They take away all his upside. So the past two years, Daniel Jones, yes, has been surrounded by a bad team, as we know, but the coaches have coached out the good parts of Daniel Jones, which was his deep ball attempts and taking risk and the good stuff he was doing back in 2019 when the Giants had a respectable offense. So now with Brian Dable in here with his crossing routes, deep crossing routes, go balls, it's going to be the best opportunity for Daniel Jones or said young quarterback quarterback to come in here and succeed with the New York Giants. I mean, yes, we have to figure out the offensive line. We have to be healthy at the receiving position, running back position with Saquon. A lot of stuff has to go right. But getting that right head coach, that right offensive system in place with Brian Dable is going to help out that next quarterback a lot. And that's truly what I'm excited for. Now, another big aspect about this, I'm sure other people will talk about this, was kind of the uh, quote-unquote power struggle between owner and new GM Joe Shane. Of course, owner being John Mara. We were really concerned as Giants fans, who would have the final say for hiring this head coach? And you would assume, yes, it's assuming, that Brian Dable was a Joe Shane guy, considering they worked in the same organization since 2018 with the Buffalo Bills. Now, if the Giants hired Brian Flores, who seemed more like a John Mara guy, there's been some John Mara quotes about Brian Flores. Apparently, John Mara reached out to Brian Flores to talk about the opening at the coaching position for the Giants. And 
if it was Brian Flores, we would have we would have got that vibe of like, oh my gosh, this was a John Mara hire, this was not Joe Shane. But now, at least as Giants fans, we can be relieved that this seems like a Joe Shane hire. Joe Shane had the final say. I'm sure John Mara was on board. He, I'm sure he liked Brian Dable. I don't think Brian Dable would have been the head coach if, if John Mara hates the guy, right? But at the same time, this does seem like a Joe Shane type of hire, and it makes me feel good. And there's rumors now that Ken Dorsey, the former quarterback coach with the Bills, is going to come along with Brian Dable to make things even better. And Ken Dorsey's been getting a lot of hype. He worked with the Panthers for a while, like five years. He worked with Buffalo as a quarterback's coach in 2019 and 2020, was kind of upgraded to passing game coordinator in 2021. And look, maybe it's because Josh Allen's a unicorn and just this ridiculously talented quarterback. Maybe that's why Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey have had so much success. But at the same time, you have to give these coaches credit for putting Josh Allen in a great position to succeed with Buffalo. So I'm excited about this. And as for defensive coordinator, that's still very important. We don't know who it's going to be yet. It's been rumored that Don Wink Martindale, the former Ravens defense coordinator, might come over with Brian Dable. That would be amazing. I'd be very excited about that. We don't want to lose, of course, Patrick Graham. Maybe there's a chance he stays on. He's still under contract, technically, I believe, with the Giants. So I guess he could be back next year, but that will be up to Brian Dable, I'm assuming. So I want to go over some of Brian Dable's offensive ranks with the Bills since he's been there. We're going to do the 2021 season and the 2019 season. Now, 2021 because it's the most recent season of course it just happened and I also chose 2019 because that was a year where Josh Allen had a decent year he wasn't like tremendous Josh Allen but wasn't rookie Josh Allen either so I think 2019 is a fair barometer for where Brian Dable's offense should be we're not it's not going to be excelled by the quarterback position it won't be all Josh Allen so we'll go over both of those seasons we'll start with 2021 so for points four the Bills were third in the NFL in points this year offensively that's an awesome number they were fifth in total offensive yards and by the way as a comparison so the Bills had 6,493 total yards of offense the New York Giants had 4,884 that's a pretty big difference, honestly. That's pretty embarrassing. The Giants were 31st in that category last year. No surprises, we know. The Bills' offense was 10th in the NFL this year and yards per play at 5.7 yards per play. Now, for 2019, once again, this was before Josh Allen blew up and became the amazing quarterback we know today. Buffalo's offense was 23rd in total points that year, 314 points on the season, so... It's not that good, but it's also not like terrible like the Giants were this year. So they were 24th in total yards that year in 2019, 5,283. They were 23rd in yards per play. So they're pretty consistent, 23, 24 area. But, you know, pretty much what I'm getting at is, yes, Josh Allen's going to elevate any team's offensive stats. Jason Garrett could have been the offense coordinator for Buffalo. They probably would have put up some decent offensive numbers. But at least with Brian Dable, even with a second-year Josh Allen who wasn't lighting the world on fire, they had a respectable offense. It wasn't horrible. It was a respectable offense. They had the same yards per play in 2019 as the New England Patriots. They were a playoff team that year, so it's really not that bad. And of course, if you go back and watch like the film of the Bills offense, there's a lot of good YouTubers doing like film breakdowns of Brian Dable's offense the past couple years. That stuff will get you excited. It definitely worked for me. It got me excited, so... You know, once again, I don't know what it's going to do for Daniel Jones exactly. It's going to help. If it's not Daniel Jones and some other young quarterback, it will help him as well. This is a massive upgrade over Jason Garrett or Freddie Kitchens. This is a whole new ballgame here. So the Giants offense, in my opinion, whether it's Daniel Jones or some other guy, should be respectable next year. It should be what, you know, Pat Shermer had us at in 2019 where, yeah, the Giants were not a good football team. Their defense sucked. But 
They had a respectable offense. They still put up points. The Giants, I think, one time in the past two years put up over 30 points in a single game, which is just downright embarrassing. In this past season, they failed to score like 13 points in five of the last six games. It was just a putrid offense. But now with Brian Dable, hopefully an improved Daniel Jones or maybe a young quarterback or some veteran guy, stopgap guy, I don't know. But it's going to be better. I can guarantee that. Now, what does Brian Dable do for some of these skill position players? Well, he will help certain guys. Kadarius Toney specifically, I compared him like a week ago to Isaiah McKenzie, and I'm not saying they're the same player. I think Kadarius Tony is way more, you know, just a much better player. But the way they use Isaiah McKenzie with the, the sweet plays and just getting the ball in his hands quickly behind the line of scrimmage, that can be the way they use Kadarius Tony. So if they're using Isaiah McKenzie like that in Buffalo, yes, not that much, but they still show it in some of their um, their plays. They will do that with Kadarius Tony. I don't think Dable's going to be afraid to just give Tony the ball in the backfield and just be like, all right, go go get some yards. Like I feel like that may happen with Kadarius Tony. For a guy like Kenny Galladay, we know that Brian Dable has a lot more vertical routes in his playbook than Jason Garrett did. So a guy like Kenny Galladay, who has thrived on deep passes and deep dig routes and post routes and all that stuff, he's going to benefit from that as well. And yes, the quarterback has to get on the ball. We know that. But Kenny Galladay, assuming he's healthy, should have a better year next year. It can't get much worse. Now for Saquon Barkley, the Bills never really built an offense around a single running back. I mean, you shouldn't do that anyway in today's NFL, but they've always had like a rotation of Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, whomever. Um, even Matt Breda got in there sometimes this year, but they were not afraid to dump the ball down to the running back. There were some design plays for the running back, of course. They had a lot of those like the play action bootlegs and they would roll out to the right side. A running back would be there towards the sideline. So they did some of that in Buffalo, but it's not like we saw a sample size of Brian Dable work with some insanely talented running back like a Saquon Barkley when he's healthy. So I don't know how that's going to work out. But anyway, it excites me for some of these guys. It excites me for Daniel Jones. We'll probably get the best season out of Jones, hopefully, that we've seen yet. Um, you know, maybe we get like a 2019 season minus the turnovers. I mean, maybe cut those in half. I'll be satisfied with that. So I don't know if that proves he's a, he's a franchise guy, but let's just see how that goes next year. And the Giants will probably have to make that decision in the 2023 offseason of whether they want to go with another young quarterback or stick with Jones and sign to a second contract. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So now all we have to see is who the defensive coordinator is. I'll make a video when that happens, of course. Maybe there will be some rumors. I might make a video when that happens as well. So I don't know. We'll talk about it when it happens, but... I'm proud of the Giants. I mean, so far, it's been a really good offseason. You know, we were concerned as Giants fans they were going to just, you know, promote Kevin Abrams to GM, stick with Joe Judge, and, you know, we got the opposite of that. We got two guys from the Buffalo Bills organization, a very well-run organization. We got their assistant GM, got their offensive coordinator, and just thank you to John Mara and Steve Tisch for finally going outside the box and having a good process. This was the first time in a long time the Giants did something the right way. Just because you have a good process, it does not mean it's 100% guaranteed to work. Maybe Joe Shane sucks. Maybe Brian Dable sucks. I don't know. But the Giants at least did this the right way and put themselves in the best position to find the right guys. You know, Joe Shane, I feel like, had a much higher chance of working than just promoting Kevin Abrams and keeping Joe Judge. You know what I mean? So kudos to the Giants for doing this the right way. We will see over the next couple of years what the results show, how good they are. Once again, I'm not expecting a ton of wins next year. I just want to see progress like Joe Shane mentioned, but I do realize this could be a rebuilding year in 2022 and maybe by 2023 or 2024, we see a competitive team once again. So we'll find out what happens, but I'm happy for the Giants that they finally did this the right way. And that's pretty much it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. We'll talk about defensive coordinators in the future. Let me know how you feel about this hire. And I'll talk to you guys next time.